Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On September 5, 1968, George Wallace's third-party presidential campaign gains momentum. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Say this for George Corley Wallace. He was never particularly subtle about where he stood. And on this date in the epic year of 1968, the so-called regular Democrats of Mississippi endorsed the former Alabama governor's independent presidential campaign. In the vernacular of the time, regular meant white. Wallace was campaigning on a segregationist ticket, seeking to win frustrated white voters away from Republican Richard Nixon and Democrat Hubert Humphrey. While no threat to win the whole election, Wallace's bid did have the capacity to perhaps throw the race into the House of Representatives if he were to take enough states to prevent either Nixon or Humphrey from reaching the threshold of 270 Electoral College votes. Born in 1919, a native of Barber County, Alabama, Wallace had not always been a race baiter. Just after World War II, as a young man, he expressed progressive thoughts. You know, we can't just keep the colored folks down like we've been doing around here for years and years, Wallace told a Sunday school teacher at his church. We got to quit. We got to start treating them right. They just like everybody else. Wallace feared between hardline segregation and a relatively more moderate stance for the next decade or so. In 1948, he sought election as an alternate delegate to the Democratic National Convention with the slogan, unalterably opposed to nominating Harry S. Truman and the so-called civil rights program. Yet, in 1958, in a race for governor against fellow Democrat John Patterson, Wallace denounced the Ku Klux Klan while Patterson ran to the right. Never again. He used to be anything but a racist, an old political associate recalled, but with all his chattering, he managed to talk himself into it. Elected governor in 1962, Wallace was inaugurated at the state capitol on Monday, January 14, 1963. He stood on the spot where Jefferson Davis had taken the oath as president of the Confederate States of America. Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, the parish of Martin Luther King Jr., sat not even a block away. Speaking from what he proudly called this cradle of the Confederacy, this very heart of the great Anglo-Saxon Southland, Wallace cried, In the name of the greatest people that have ever trod this earth, I draw the line in the dust and toss the gauntlet before the feet of tyranny, and I say, Segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Wallace knew what he was doing. I'm going to make race the basis of politics in this state, he said before the inaugural, 
and I'm going to make it the basis of politics in this country. Wallace brought something intriguing to the politics of fear in America, a visceral connection to his crowds, an appeal that confounded elites, but which gave him a durable base. The cigar-chewing bantam figure with slick-backed hair was simply more alive than all the others, a female journalist told the writer Marshall Frady. Alluding to a Wallace speech in New Hampshire, the woman continued, You saw those people in that auditorium when he was speaking. You saw their eyes. He made those people feel something real for once in their lives. You can't help but respond to him. Me, my heart was pounding. I couldn't take my eyes off him. There were all those people screaming. You almost love him, though you know what a little gremlin he actually is. In the end, Wallace would carry five states and 13.5% of the popular vote in 1968. Mississippi, which endorsed him on this date, was one of those states. And while Wallace is gone, it is safe to say that Wallaceism is very much still with us. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Hey, Mama, we see you. All the visible and invisible work you do for others and yourself. That's why this Mother's Day, the Meditation for Women podcast has a special free guided meditation just for you. Stay to listen to hundreds of guided meditations available for you. Some to help you sleep, start your day, release anxiety, and tune into your intuition. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.